this month we're doing our fun challenge over in the community and I'm encouraging you to do one fun thing in your homeschool as you're easing back in after the holidays but I also thought this was the perfect time to really talk to you about fun versus engagement. And I am hoping that this episode is going to change the way that you approach your teaching. So if you've been spinning your wheels trying to make every lesson fun, but feeling that something's missing, I'm going to give you the key, which is engagement. We're going to talk about the difference between your child having fun and your child being truly engaged. And we're going to truly unravel how when you shift your focus from solely fun activities to deeply engaging ones you can can transform your homeschooling experience you can ease your stress and you can ignite a genuine love for learning in your kids and a love for teaching in you so if you're ready to take the pressure off and discover the secret to truly meaningful and enjoyable homeschooling then i need you to go ahead and grab your favorite cup of green tea because I know we're all trying to watch our weight now right find your cozy spot and let's jump into something that is going to be not just fun but hopefully engaging let's do it as moms it's essential that we take care of ourselves to maintain our overall well-being however as homeschooling moms this becomes even more critical Just like the safety instructions on an airplane, we must secure our own oxygen mask before helping others, and that includes our children. Well, this is your reminder to put your oxygen mask on. Hi, I'm Inga, a certified life coach and educator with over 30 years of experience in curriculum and instruction. But as a homeschooling mom of four, I understand the challenges and the overwhelm that can come from trying to juggle it all. In this podcast, we'll explore practical tips to prioritize our holistic well-being and simple steps to make homeschooling a little bit easier so you can stress less and enjoy more. Sometimes, we just need a reminder to take a pause, prepare, and recover from the demands of homeschooling and life. So friend, it's time to catch your breath. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. If this is your first time here, hello. I'm Inga and I'm excited to have you here. And if you are back again, what's up? Thank you for joining me again. This episode is going to be an extension of our last episode. If you've listened to episode 42, then you know that we are doing our January challenge, which is just to infuse your homeschool with some fun. Every day you're doing one fun thing with your children. And if you join me in the Facebook group, I'm going to be putting some tips in there and some easy things. And if you're not on the email list, you want to get on the email list, you'll want to go and join right away because we are going to, I'm going to be sending to your email my fun to engaged in every subject list and that is something that is going to be very helpful for you to kind of see the difference between what it means to have fun and to be engaged so you want to make sure that you're on that we'll talk about that again at the end but I wanted to make sure to tell you that before we jump into this episode you know if you've been here before that we have to start with checking in on you so how are you doing it's a brand new year. I hope that you are able to take some time or that you were able to take some time over the holidays and that now that you're getting ready to rev back up and go back into it, if you're feeling any sort of trepidation, anxiety, 
any ho-hum about it, know that that's normal. Don't beat yourself up about that. Anytime you're going back from a vacation, some people go back feeling revived and ready and refreshed. And sometimes people go back thinking, okay, I'm not ready to start. Like we have to start this again. So whatever you're feeling, know that it's normal. You can overcome that feeling. There are things you can do about it, but first we have to normalize it so that we don't deal with the guilt. Cause it's really hard to get to the next step if we feel guilty about the fact that we're feeling this. So let's not feel guilty about that. There are some things you can do if you want to transition back in without all of that. And you can book a session with me. We can work together to help to make sure that you're ready. Or you can go back to what we've said in the episodes before and make sure that you revisit your why. Why are you doing this? What do you want to accomplish? Let that seep in and do the reflection, all of that. If that's something that you're thinking, what am I talking about? It's in the Reflect episode and some of the episodes during the holiday time. But I just want to make sure that you're okay. We have to be okay. Our well-being is so important when we're trying to do this big work that we're doing, which is ensuring that we give our children the best education. So you have to make sure that you're okay in order to do that, okay? All right, so now let's catch our breath. And let's talk about fun versus engagement. So our challenge that we're doing for this month is about adding that fun element. And we're just doing one fun thing. And so we talked about some examples of that. But are you thinking, but I'm not the fun mom. I can't do anything fun. How can I have more fun in my homeschool? What is really being asked? And I actually don't think that it's fun we're looking for because I think that fun is definitely something that we could have. But I think what we're looking for is engagement. We want our children to be very engaged in the learning so that they are able to to tune in, to grab onto what we're talking about and hold on to that. And that is engagement. As I talked about in the last episode you, your child does need to be engaged in the learning for it to stick, for it to be lifelong, for it to go beyond the information that they need just for the test or just for the moment. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the difference between lear- fun learning and engaged learning. What does it look like when my child is engaged? What are the things I can do to make learning engagement rather than just fun? So what do we mean by that? I want you to think about if you've ever had a child that is absorbed in a project that they don't even hear you call them for lunch. So they're just so in tune with it. So many times when I'm calling my children and they're not responding, if I go to find out what they're doing, they're engaged in something. That's engagement. And engagement is when your child is really curious, they're involved, and they're really thinking about what they're doing. It's not just about having a blast, but about getting so into an activity that the time flies. If there's, if we think about fun, that's more so how we kind of light the spark, how we get them into it. And so a lot of times we talk about like a hook in a lesson, and that's the thing that grabs them in. Well, you can have some fun. You can do a fun activity or something like that that grabs them in. But if you can think about it, fun is the thing that's going to get them invested. But the engagement is what's going to keep them learning. 
if you get your child something for Christmas, Christmas just passed, you probably got them lots of toys. And definitely as they're when they're younger, you can get them a whole bunch of toys, right? And you could look at them, be completely into it. They're loving it. They're enjoying it. They're playing with it. They, they want to play with it maybe that whole day. They might even play with it the next day or the next day. But a week later, we know the frustration of feeling like, wait a minute, you're not playing with this anymore. It's forgotten. The excitement has kind of worn off because they've played with it. They had fun with it and they've moved on. Well, learning is like that too. If it's only about the fun piece of it and they're really not getting into it, then they've had the fun and then they move on. And that's just common. That's human nature. So it's not something that we need to try to change. It's just something that we need to try to understand when we think about what is it that we're trying to do. So for our challenge, that's why we're focused on really just something fun, which is why I said in the last one, it doesn't necessarily have to be around learning. Now you can do a fun game that's quick and easy and gets them involved and then you move on you could do a fun dance like we talked about some of the things we can do dancing any of those things it's for that moment and it could be something that you're going to use to then continue on with learning or it could just be something that you're doing just in the moment but that's what we're talking about when we say fun I do think that you can have a mix of fun and engagement and really you should because when you have a mix of fun and engagement, that's when you're going to really help them to be able to make the learning stick. You're going to get the thing that grabs them in and then you're going to keep them there, which is what you want to do. So when we think about that, we want to think about what does it look like if they're engaged? When we think of engagement and learning, it's when a child is asking a bunch of questions, when they want to dig deeper into a topic, when they are coming up with different ways that they can explore and they can extend the learning. When they're doing that, you can tell they're truly engaged. Even if they are quiet, you can kind of tell when they're really like my my youngest child is really into rocks and sometimes he's really quiet, but you can see him re going through the book trying to find the rocks and then you see the light bulb come on because he's like, mommy, this rock means da da da. He's fully engaged in that. And that's what you want to look for. One of the things I want to encourage you is that it takes some practice sometimes to find out what is going to engage them. And so when we are thinking about what we want them to learn and, and what we want to teach them, it can be challenging to feel like it has to be fun. And then we are then challenged to say, what would make this fun? So that's why I'm saying in this challenge that we're doing, we're looking about adding one fun thing to your homeschool, but it doesn't have to be under the learning umbrella. So it doesn't have to be something that you are trying to teach them because that becomes challenge challenging. I think it's way more challenging to really think about making lessons fun rather than making lessons engaging. When you think about engaging your child in the learning, that actually is a little bit easier, but it does take some time and it takes some practice. You are going to be looking for those golden moments where learning becomes more than just a task. And that could be challenging when you're looking at the curriculum that you're using and wondering what you need what you can do one of the key things you can do is let your child lead in the lesson and what that means is not necessarily that they're going to take it and teach it but more so that you 
look at what is the thing that sparks their interest? What is the thing that is making them ask questions that they want to dig deeper into? When you find that, if you can, it's really okay to gear off from what's in the curriculum to go down that path. Because a lot of times it's related. If you're starting something in there and then they want to veer off, they're going to be engaged. Here's a perfect example. When we were talking about amphibians and reptiles and like all of those things with animals, we looked at, we were looking at, um, actually it was when we were doing Easy Peasy and it was talking about um, learning about it, uh, the, the different amphibians, reptiles, all of that. And so my kids asked, what is a lizard? And so we were able to talk about, is a lizard an amphibian or a reptile? And then they, we started talking about how when we lived in Florida, there were so many lizards. And then we started talking about why there were so many lizards. And then we started talking about, well, is it about the climate? Is it about They were engaged in that because they were really into this whole lizard thing. So we were able to talk about climate. And I don't actually remember if climate was a part of what we were supposed to be doing in the lesson. But they were engaged in that conversation. We talked about that. And then they asked if they could go out and see if they could find lizards we're here in South Carolina now if they could go out and see if they could find lizards because they wanted to see do we have as well actually I was saying I don't even think I've seen a lizard here since we've been here and they started saying yes I saw them they were here and then they were asking could they go and find a lizard so then they went out they were looking for the lizard I don't remember if they found it that day I think they found it the next day or something like that but they found it and then they wanted to make the lizard their pet and so they started talking about the habitat because they needed to have a habitat for the lizard and they were completely and totally engaged learning was taking place because we were able to talk about science we talked about habitats we talked about the climate we talked about what they needed we talked about what they needed to eat all of that and they they will never forget the difference between a reptile and an amphibian, and they'll be able to say clearly what a lizard is. That's engagement. When they are so into it that they're taking it, they're running with it, and they're they're doing something with it. So if you ask them, was that fun? It definitely was fun for them because they got to dig deeper. The pressure doesn't need to be there to do something fun because when we think about fun, I think we get into this mindset that we've got to, perform and we got to do this big thing for them and we've got to do salt sculptures and and whatever the the big things that we have in our head that we feel like we've got to do all of that we don't have to do that but we do need to find out what will engage them in the learning and so that can really fall on them so we're we're spending some time thinking about what are they really into if you don't you can't find it in the lesson then veer off from the lesson, which is why I talk about uh, having a theme-based lesson, and ask them what they want to learn about. Like I said, one child wants to learn about rocks, so we try to make sure we infuse some rocks things in there. I'm laughing because one child wants to learn about slime, and so I'm trying to look for ways to include slime in there. But it doesn't have to be even just that. You can engage them in the learning based on the things that you love. So if you're learning something in history and it's not something that is necessarily enjoyable for you or you're finding like they're not really engaged in that, look for what would engage them within that. So if you're talking about a time period or an era, can you look at the foods and can you cook something based on that? I talked about in previous episodes that we did a Christmas carol. I honestly did not think that they were going to be engaged in that. 
but we were able to have a lot of fun. And there was a lot of engagement in that. Talking about old Victorian English was something that I had not expected them to love. But when we started talking about the phrases and all of that, they were really into it. They knew also that we were going to watch the movie. So there was that piece. And we kept talking about making sure that they understood. But then we took it a step further. And for our movie celebration, we made scones. What I'm saying is when you're thinking about engaging your child, don't necessarily think about it as fun. Think about what would they enjoy, what would capture their attention, or what would you love that would capture their attention. Remember that when you're doing this, some things that you think that they are going to love, that's going to be very engaging, are going to bomb. There's there's a certain amount of trial and error if this is your first time really leaning into that. Whenever you can, turn your lessons into something with hands-on. If you're doing something with fractions, look at how you can use baking maybe. Get pizza and talk about it. Have something that they can do with their hands. If you're learning about plants, rather just looking at pictures and spending time in the books or even on the internet, find some plants. Go to a a nursery. Go to Lowe's even and and walk around and try to look at the different plants. Try to do something that is hands-on that they can touch they can feel they can manipulate because that is going to engage them the other thing you want to do is incorporate their world this is one of probably the most challenging pieces because we may not love to do it because many of us want to remove technology but remember that technology is a key part in what they're doing so how can you utilize that when we were talking about um, I think it was idioms and proverbs and all of that we started to and even in the Christmas Carol we talked about memes we looked at a picture and we said okay make a meme for this and it was hilarious to (laughs) the memes that they were doing for they did one for um, Bob Cratchit they did one for Scrooge and so that is something that is a part of their world that's their language that's memes so that's something that they are accustomed to and something that they would use. Using technology, their phones even, if that's something. How can you use their phones to incorporate something that they love? What apps might they use? What online resources? How can you use maybe current events that would matter to them? How can you use social media platforms that you can incorporate, that you can do something that they would be accustomed to? The other thing you want to do is be really flexible, Sometimes, sometimes, as I've said, your lesson plan is, is not going to work and it's okay for you to switch gears. So if you find that this thing that you thought was going to be extremely engaging is falling flat, then look for another way to approach it. So you can use a video, you can say, let's do one thing we did one time when we were looking for, what was it? Let me, I want to remember exactly what it was. We we're talking about stars. And so we were talking about the different types of stars and all this different stuff about it. And so I went and pulled all of the science books or anything that I had and said, I want you to go in and look for these stars or look for the stars, look for stars in the book and tell me the different types of stars and tell us a little bit about it. And while that may seem like that's not really engaging, it was engaging because they got to get up, they got to move they got to look and then everybody was looking to say what star was that oh is that the one and so it's simple things and that's why I say it's not necessarily looking at fun as performance and all of that but like how can I bring them into this lesson so they can be a part of it one of the best ways to 
help help them to be engaged is when you do project-based learning. And project-based learning is when you are allowing your child to work on a project over several days or several weeks. And this could be something as simple as building a model. It can be an art piece that they're working on. They could be writing a story. They, this is going to be something that they really want to be a part of. So for instance, in writing, we were doing expository writing. We talked about finding the thing that was that they were really interested in. They wanted to share more information or tell what to do. And so one uh, one child did soccer. Another child did on flip, flip a kit, I think is what it's called. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> Something around that. Another child did on how to make slime. Another child did on how to play chess. They were engaged in that writing because it was a topic that was important to them. And I still is a mom when I call it because I still got to be able to talk about how to do a really good expository writing. But also they were able to focus on the thing that they wanted to know and talk about it, which made them really excited about it. The other thing you another thing you can do is to encourage questions. Make your homeschool a place where questions are welcomed, where you, they can ask as many questions as possible. And here is a pro tip. Get comfortable not knowing the answers. A lot of times it can feel very stressful to think about our child, our children asking lots of questions and us feeling like, but what if I don't know the answer? It's okay to show them that you don't know. You do not have to be the expert in it. What you can do is show them how to find the answer. So I joke with my children because our my assistant teacher I tell them is Professor Google. And so Professor Google will say, well let's let's consult Professor Google. Let's try to find it. And I've recently hired this year, this last school year actually moving into this year, another assistant teacher and that is Miss Alexa. I was pausing to see if she was going to come on. <laughs> and so we can ask and help let her help us in that way. So it's encouraging them to ask questions shows them that we can find information. And sometimes I'll say, you know what? I have a book on that. So let's go and look at the book together and let's find it. Or if I really can't in that moment, I'll say, go and get that book, look in the index, find the information, and then tell me what you got from that. That is a way that engages them, especially when they have to come back and talk to you and tell you about it. And then the best thing about it is they've asked questions. They've gone and gotten the research. Now they're the holder of the information. Now you can ask them questions. So that's actually having them truly be involved in it because, because you didn't know. Now you're asking them questions and they basically have to teach you. That leads me to the last one. As much as you can. Try to turn your lessons into discussions rather than lectures. How do you do that? You ask their opinions. You ask their thoughts. You ask their ideas on the topics. And when you do that, it makes learning a two-way street. So what do you think about that? Why do you think that they did that? If you're reading something, ask those questions. Like, Why did that happen? Why do you think that happened? Give your opinion about why that happened. I thought that he was going to do this, but I didn't realize. Or why, why do you think that they did that? That seems kind of weird. I wouldn't have done that. What would you have done? Having that input, that is really engaging. And while it may seem like, but that's not fun, it is fun because they like to be able to have those discussions and it's going to up the fun factor for you. So how do you know that engagement is happening? Because we've talked about, this is what it looks like, this is what you can do. You wanna look at body language. 
when a child is truly engaged, you're going to see that in their eye contact. You're going to see that in their animated expressions and the way that they're talking. As opposed to when they're disengaged, they're going to be fidgeting, they're going to be looking away, they're kind of disinterested, they may be slumping. It's interesting because sometimes my children know I hate when they slump and it's like, mommy, I'm still listening. But I can tell when it's boring and I've been talking too long and that's my cue to ask a question, to pull them back in, to make sure that they're tuned in to what I'm saying. You also want to check for understanding and that is the a teacher thing that we do, our CFUs, and that's when we're asking to see, are they tracking with us? Are they understanding? Are they a part of the lesson? Simple things like, so what do you think about this? Or can you tell me more about it? Or what did you hear me say? Or you're reading something and say, all right, so can you summarize that for me? Tell me what you just learned from that. And as you're working through the process, as you're doing things, doing whatever you're doing, the project, the activity, some of these other things we're talking about, pressing pause for a second and saying, okay, let's stop for a second. I want you to tell me, what did you just get from that? What? Tell me what we did. If you want to make sure that they understand in their own words, okay, you can ask things like, tell me, why did we do that? Why do you think that's important for us to approach it that way? What did you learn from that? What do you think was going to happen? Have those discussions that help them to understand. And then in so much as I encourage you to do some some reflection, we want to encourage them to do some self-reflection. So after the lesson, you want to ask them simple things like, so what, and you can say fun because you don't need to say, were you engaged? You can ask them, was that fun? You'll be surprised sometimes with like, oh, a lot of times they'll just say it. Like that was so fun. And you're thinking it had to be something else where you performed, but they just love that engagement and being a part of it with you. So you can ask them, okay, so what did you enjoy that? What was fun about that? If they seem like they weren't engaged, with, you can just name that and say, it didn't seem like you really enjoyed that. Why? Uh, it was boring. There were too many big words. You were talking too much. And now you know, okay, don't use so many big words. Don't talk so much. Be able to pull them in some more. You can ask them simple things like, we need to learn about this thing. How do you think we could learn about it? What is something that you would love to do to be able to learn about this? Sometimes they'll tell you field trips. Sometimes they might tell you something they want to watch or they might tell you a project that you think is really interesting for them. You also want to track their focus. You want to notice how long they're staying focused on a task. We say time on task. So you want to know how long do they want to stay on this? Because if they're absorbed in the activity for a long period and you have to tell them to stop, this is this is a cute, this is a, um, a pro tip. If you're they're doing activity and you say, okay, we've got two more minutes or whatever it is, and they say, ah, oh, you got them. They're engaged. <laughs> and you know, yes, that's what you want. You want them not to want to stop. You want them to ask if they, if you're going to do that thing. So Every day when we would get towards lunch, they would say, do we finish our work in enough time to be able to do our book club? Are we going to be able to read Christmas Carol? Are we going to talk about it? You want them to be engaged in that way. And then you want to look for an opportunity for them to have some sort of independent exploration. And what that means is if they are interested in this thing, can you give them some space to look up the topic on their own, to find some more information, and then to even look at how they would want you to extend the activity? And then as you're doing that, adjust accordingly. So you, if you notice 
that they are not engaged, they don't want to go further, they don't want to keep doing this, then that might be your clue that they're not engaged. And you can modify your approach. Like I said, it's always great to pause, to ask, to check for understanding. See, is it is it because they were confused? Is it because you were lecturing too long? We're using too many big words. And then be able to go in and change your approach. Do you need to have some more visual aids? Do you need to have some movement? Do you need to do something where they move? Do you need to add in a joke, something funny? Do you need to add in discussion? Is the content just a little too challenging for them or is it too simplified? And that's why a check for understanding is going to help you because if you're asking them questions and they're able to tell you everything and they're still kind of bored they their eyes are glazed over then you know they understood it but it's probably too simple for them but if they ask you if you ask them and they're just they can't tell you what's going on they don't know a lot of times you'll see because they'll be right at the, the the tip of a meltdown then you know maybe this is a little too challenging and then we need to simplify it for a little bit remember that in in so much as I'm saying what engagement looks like you know your child So engagement for your child is going to look differently than it might for someone else. But you do want to know what that looks like. And some of those things that we just talked about are going to be universal for all children. But some children are maybe not going to ask as much questions as other children because they're more introverted. And so you'll want to know and pay attention to, is that is that a characteristic of my child? What does my child look like when they're engaged? A lot of times you'll be able to see kind of that light which is the thing that's addictive to me for teaching is the light that comes on in their eyes when they're just really asking questions and so I'm always looking for how can I add that level of engagement for them I want to encourage you that one of the things I said that can engage a child is discussion discussion does not take a lot of preparation a lot of extra work a lot of you know, cutting out and all of that. Sometimes it doesn't even take a lot of research. It just is an opportunity to have a back and forth conversation. And I say that because I do not want us to associate engagement with a whole bunch of extra work on our end. It is just an opportunity to make the learning stick and looking for pathways that can help them to do that. And there are so many. There are are a gazillion. I'm going to be sending this in email but I want to give you a little bit of a preview of what I'll be sending so we're talking about in the pre- in the email you're going to see subjects and then we'll talk about a fun activity versus an engaged activity so you can start to see the difference but I'll give you one for example in math you could have them play for a fun activity of math-based board game And that could be anything. That could even be Monopoly because it's talking about money, right? That's enjoyable. It's a fun game. But when we move to the engaging part, it could be something like creating a family budget or planning a shopping trip with a set budget. So we play lots of games because I love games. And that is for the fun. And there may be some learning that happens because I have specifically looked for educational games that we can play. But... When I really wanted to engage them in money, in being able to budget, in in being able to add, I did for them, I passed over meal planning for them. And that looked like assigning different kids breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You have breakfast, you have lunch, you have dinner. This is your budget for breakfast. This is your budget for dinner. This is your budget for lunch. 
and you need to do it for the whole week. So you've got seven days. You need to figure out how you're going to make this last. So you have to think about what things are you going to cook? What's the budget? How are you going to make the budget stretch? So we were able to get uh, the flyers and the, the papers from the different places that we shop at. So they're able to look at it. I let, I let them use technology because you can have, I have an app on there that does it. I told them that they could do Instacart because in Instacart you can add, put the things in there and see how much it's going to cost. They were able to do that. Then I took out all of the cookbooks I said and said get creative. So they were doing that reading. They were looking at it. They were spending time looking at how much this certain thing that they wanted was going to cost and could they have it work through other recipes and then they had to meal plan and say okay write out on here what you're going to what you're going to cook if there's cooking involved or whatever it is and then we even did handwriting with that and I said because I want to be able to know what is coming up for breakfast lunch and dinner especially for dinner if I am helping because I was there they were my sous chef so I was still cooking it but they were going to help and so I said it has to be neat so you got to write this neatly so that I can understand it. They had the form to do it and all of that. They were completely 100% engaged, even to the grocery store. Because when we went to the grocery store, listen, truth, truth, truth here, they were better at it than I am because they were making the tough decisions and they were like, wait, so this is not... Uh, the way they were talking about prices they were like mom this is ridiculous why is this so expensive and then they were coming back saying you could get this bag for this that's supposed to be more but if you get this smaller bag so it just makes more sense for me to get the bigger bag I would say absolutely that's what you think and then they were going and having conversations with their siblings saying listen I need to get this big bag for this is there anything that you could use from could you use some of this for your meal the most amazing thing. It took a lot of work on my end just to spend that time to set it, set it apart in our homeschool day, to just make it something that, that was doable for them, and then to go to the grocery store, kind of watching everybody. But they were 100% engaged. Engaged all the way to coming back home, putting the things away, telling people, do not eat that because I need that for that recipe. So Think about it that way. That doesn't necessarily seem like something that would be fun for us in, in terms of what we think as fun, but they were completely engaged and they absolutely loved it. And and they would use the language of fun, that that was fun, going to the grocery store and being responsible and all of that. And, and truly, sometimes they didn't love the burden of making sure that they wrote out what was going to happen, but the fact that they had that in control, they enjoyed it. So that's the difference. That's the difference between a fun activity and an engaged activity. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it's encouraged you. I hope that you feel empowered to go and make learning more engaging rather than focusing on fun. And I want to help you with this. So I'm going to be sending in our newsletter some more information about fun activities versus engaging activities. So if you are not subscribed to our weekly email. I have the information here at the end of the podcast. I'll have it also on the video and I will have more of that information in our Facebook group. Most importantly, I want to know if this was helpful. I tried to pack a whole bunch into this information, uh, into this episode. I was looking at all of the information in the background and just all of that stuff. And I just wanted to make it something that seemed very doable, 
that engaged you in the conversation, maybe gave you some more information about what it means to really engage your learner. And I am praying that this takes the stress off of you, that you are not as concerned about being the fun mom. But if you want to have more conversation about really being able to dispel this myth about having to be the fun mom, that's going to be on our next episode. And you're going to have to join me right here to hear about it. I hope this was helpful and I cannot wait to talk to you again. Remember to jump into the Facebook community and let us know if it was helpful or send me an email. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her mom, mommy. <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.